Hello and welcome to the Keep It Local Maine podcast, where we tell the stories of local business owners and Maine residents and learn more about what they do, who and what inspires them, their challenges, successes, and more. My name is Kimberly Rigolinski. And I'm Todd Rigolinski. And we are the publishers of Keep It Local Maine, a local magazine that helps to showcase local businesses to the people in and around their communities. Thank you for tuning in to our weekly podcast that you can subscribe to on Podbean, Apple Podcast, and Spotify. You can learn more about us at keepitlocalmaine.com and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram through the links in the show notes. This episode is sponsored by Fabian Oil, a family-owned and operated business that offers heating oil and propane delivery, service, and repairs. Fabian has been serving central and northern Maine with propane and oil for over 30 years. As a local Maine business, they cherish the relationships they have formed by serving the people of their communities. In 2019, Fabian entered the southern Maine region with a heating oil acquisition, and they have recently brought propane to their market. They are aggressive and would love to be your supplier. Give them a call at 207 793 2044 or visit fabianoil.com. This week we will be talking to Victor Rios. Victor is a graphic designer, entrepreneur, and philanthropist. For over 10 years, he has owned and operated Exposed Design, providing branding solutions to Maine and New England businesses, both big and small, through digital print, screen print, embroidering, and other specialty products. He is active in his community as a member of 100 Men Who Care, Southern Maine, and sponsors several charitable events every year, including Q97.9 Cans for a Cure, Bonnie Eagle High School Special Olympics, and Peaks Island CMTA Walk. Welcome to the show, Victor. Yes, welcome to the show. Thanks for be- thanks for coming on the show today. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Yeah. So uh, one of the first things I need to kind of get out of the way here is uh, y- you wear a lot of hats with your business. You you do a lot of stuff. You're involved with every aspect of what you do. So can you kind of give us an overview of what it is that you do and, and our listeners as well? Yeah, to the best of my knowledge. Um, <laughs> yeah. Isn't it, it's always the way with business. Like, well, here's what I do, yeah. I think. Here's Until something new what comes I've along. focused on. And, and really going headstrong into two, 2021 for obvious reasons. But I, I pretty much help businesses, small and large, and even individuals that are working on a project maybe come up with a marketing solution that usually ends up in the world of a tangible product. So t-shirts mm-hmm. is my main thing. A lot of people mm-hmm. know me for that. Uh, mm-hmm. But then embroidered hats or water bottles, you know, specialty marketing items. You know, the the meat and potatoes is uh, screen printing. And you started doing, one of the things that you started doing a lot of this year was you started doing uh, customized masks, which has been huge. Yes, I, I, I believe as a business owner and especially a small business owner, and you can relate. I know that, mm-hmm. and many mm-hmm. of us around here in the southern Maine region, you know, that I work with too, other small businesses, we've had to figure out how to adapt and mm-hmm. um, come up with different products or ways of doing business in order to keep going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's been great. Yeah, we are. We've been really happy with just all the work that you've done with us on our apparel, and I think it's just so smart. It's so smart to have 
your logo and your brand on a piece of apparel that people are going to see over and over again. It's, I think it's, it's a great marketing tool for your business for sure. The masks, um, how, how has that been going? How have those been received kind of going through this year? The masks for me were, you know, a pivot move. I'm still providing Mm -hmm. them, but at the same time, I'm also doing what I do best and reminding Mm -hmm. my customers that I'm still here to do that. And Mm -hmm. uh, the masks are great. I've done work with uh, South Portland boosters. I've done work Mm -hmm. with many small businesses around here. And then also I, my first large order was for 75 state street. Mm -hmm. Um, and, that actually kind of kicked things off. And I did mask runs and I did different masks from when it all came out, when everything came out, you know, it was, oh, t-shirt masks. Then we have two-ply masks. Now we have performance masks. We have gaiters, Mm -hmm. we have bandits. Uh, There's just, now there's so many different options and I'm just Mm -hmm. trying to provide customers with any kind of solution of what they want to do because the masks are almost a new Mm t-shirt. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Almost a little more visible because you, I mean, you're, when you walk up and you're, you're looking someone in the eye, it's, it's really hard not to look at if they have something written on their mask to not notice it. Right. Yeah, absolutely. It's great, great visibility for business owners for sure. So how did you get interested in graphic design? And, and then a, a second part of that is then how did you decide to go into business for yourself? Whoa, it's a loaded question. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, it, as a it's, fellow graphic designer, I totally understand. And I'm sorry. In advance. Yes. Well, I mean, I've, I mean, it goes as far back as when I was in grade school, um, in elementary school, not kidding. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would, wow. I would draw, you know, some of my favorite things off of magazines or comic books or something and then sell them. Mm-hmm. Uh, my wow. mom joked around and said I was always a salesperson. I would take some of my toys and resell them mm-hmm. and then buy other toys with them. You know, and, and then I could have gone to Maine College of Art, but at the time they didn't have any programs that I was interested. I've mm-hmm. always been an artist, but I also want to create things. I've always wanted mm-hmm. to create things. So I was working a corporate job at a hotel and then doing this on the side. I got very involved in the music scene. I was doing promotions. I started my own business because I came up with t-shirt designs. I was selling and donating to the Maine Cancer Foundation and -hmm. many other organizations like the Peabody Center and Caring Unlimited. And then the business sort of just snowballed and as I did more events, other business owners saw what I was doing and asked, can you make that for me? That's mm-hmm. awesome. And then I went through a lot of different business models. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until 2015 that I realized what my business was really meant to do. And that's actually help other businesses find a way to market their business. I struggled with that for so mm-hmm. long. And it's, mm-hmm. it's funny because I finally got to the point where I realized what I was meant to do. Mm-hmm. And now I do that. I just That's awesome. do that. That's so cool. Now, about how long would you say bef- from going backwards from 2015, how long were you in business until you hit that point in 2015? 
I was officially a business in 2008, mm -hmm. um, and I still am Exposed Design LLC. Prior to 2008, I graduated from Deering High School in 1998, and my first customer was ABC Taxi in 1999, wow. <laughs> doing it on the side. And then um, I didn't really go headstrong in until I decided to go back to school. Mm -hmm. And I went into the graphic design program at SMCC in 2007 mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. graduated with an associate there in 2009 and then transferred to USM to get a little bit more business background and mm -hmm. went 2011. So as I've personally found my journey, the business mm -hmm. has also found its journey, which that's is so cool. cool. Yeah. yeah, that's really cool. I want to go back to you, you talk about that you work with lots of different businesses. What what are some of the types of businesses that you that you can currently work with or that you do work with? Well, um, as 2020 has proven, I'm thankful enough that I have sort of a broad portfolio, mm -hmm. you know, if you compared it to stocks. And my customers and clients are, let's say, a small shop or a small yoga studio or a personal mm -hmm. trainer to a big business company like um, KL Jack that has several locations, mm -hmm. Seco Scaffolding, Gritty McDuff's, Pat's Pizza in the Old Port, and then like I said, scaling back, I've got, um, there was the Ruid Collective and Portland Yoga Project. Mm -hmm. And I, I just have, I've worked with USM. I really don't have a niche. Mm -hmm. I take pride in working with any customer that wants to work with me. That's great. Yeah. That's great. Just to go back, uh, just a little bit further. But I, I think it's really interesting how you... You were in business for that period of time for you know for seven years and through kind of your your own it seems like a lot of business owners the way they find their their businesses they have to scratch that itch that they have mm -hmm. and then they realize oh i'm not the only one mm -hmm. who is looking for this thing no. or they or they start with that and i think it's kind of a cool journey that you had mm -hmm. at what point did you kind of you know, what, what, was there something that kind of clicked for you around 2015 when you're like, oh, it all makes sense now? Was there one thing or was it just sort of you, you kind of came to that slowly? I think I, it clicked, but it, it took a lot of failures to get there. Mm -hmm. um, you know, Michael Jordan says that, quote, and others have said too, that the reason why I succeed is because I failed. Yeah, and I awesome. didn't ever feel as if you know, and it's nothing against the other people that I worked with because I, I did business ventures mm -hmm. where people saw my strengths and wanted me to work with them, and I and I did that, and I took chances, and it wasn't until the final straw, I guess, where. It, it put me in a huge financial pile of just dog crap mm -hmm. um, <laughs> that I just really s almost looked away and, and finally realized that people are 
coming to me because of what I do. And Mm -hmm. finally, I sort of had the strength enough to realize I can do this on my own. I don't need anybody else to do this. If I put 100% into it, Mm -hmm. I'm going to be able to make this work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. I think that's I think that's really inspiring. Yeah, you know, I really mean, is. just that you know you and I think the the important thing is that you kept learning. Like mm-hmm. you, there was an active pursuit of knowledge in there as you're going back to school right. and and going back to school again for for more business knowledge. That if you keep that that urge to learn, that drive to learn more about what you're doing and mm-hmm. and and about yourself in some ways, you can't help but get better. It, yeah. You know, it's almost like you if you would have to actively try not to get better. Yeah, <laughs> right. if you're if you're pursuing that task, you know, and every and experience that's great. is great because I I think also it came to me with age as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, at the time, starting my at the time when I started doing what I was doing, I was doing club promos, and I was when I started my business in 2008, I was 28 years old. Mm-hmm. It was incredible because I was in that scene and I, I knew club owners, I knew restaurant owners, I knew the the old port scene and I had fun doing it. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden you realize how much work you're putting into it and what is your return? Yeah. And then you change and, and then I tried something else and so I, I did every single sort of business model that I tried. A lot of people don't realize maybe how many I've gone through, but every mm-hmm. single one that I've tried, it was sort of how I was feeling at the time and I enjoyed it. And I, I won't take anything away from those, any negative outcome from it, no matter what has posed a positive result, period. Yeah, yeah, that's so awesome because you can learn from those things. Yeah. yeah, And yeah. What would you say is the most important lesson that you've learned as a business owner? Mm-hmm. Wow. I know. I was, I'm thinking about that myself. Like yeah. if, I had a, if, if Kim had asked me that, I'd be in trouble. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I should have prepped for these questions. Um, <laughs> let's see. I mean, after this year, honestly, not to give up ever. Mm. Mm. And... Mm-hmm. There is always a way, in my opinion. Yeah. There are always mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. You know, I put something out there personally on Facebook, and I heard so much feedback and support and love from people that had no idea what I was facing in 2020. Mm-hmm. And that that's another thing, too. Uh, being a business owner, from my opinion, is to always look successful you know that iceberg image that people talk about underneath everything that we do it's is so much larger than everything we do on the tip mm-hmm. but everybody sees the tip yeah right. right so you really have to just stay positive you have to push through yeah you know because if you i i don't know that that's just that's maybe my personality and i think that's what others expect from me they don't expect me to get on social media or the second i pick up the phone start complaining or start being worried or stressed out about what Mm -hmm. is going on Mm -hmm. that's the one thing that i've learned in business is no matter Mm -hmm. 
how hard it is just just push through and yeah you have that choice yeah yeah mm. and it's cool just to see that just to see your work ethic that you know you just put your head down you keep going and you know you work hard and I, that that does amount for something yeah you know it does and having that attitude having that mindset like you know you talked about is just having that mindset is is also huge um, especially going through this past year you know yeah so i think it, i think it's huge just going back to the other thing i learned in business too is to always um just thinking about what we what i just said and and all of my colleagues and and things like that too is just always be willing to help too even if that mm. doesn't mean providing your service for your customer help them mm -hmm. find someone else that can do it i've right. always believed in that yeah so absolutely that's that's another thing too yeah that's huge i think that's huge that's part of our philosophy is you know it there there's always an opportunity to help someone and that's that really i, I truly believe that that goes a long way yeah. for sure yeah. Um, and I, I really appreciate that about you. And one of the things I wanted to, and, and going t into that, um, is you are involved in a lot of fundraising events and a lot of fundraising projects. You're constantly giving back. Um, tell us about some of those things that you that you're currently involved with and that you've been involved with. Yeah, I always feel like it's a part of my story for sure because. When I started my business, I decided to make it official an LLC because I wanted to give back to the community. Originally, my first plan was to create t-shirt designs that would raise money for nonprofits. Mm -hmm. So I came up with, um, it was just simple. I was at Profeno's in Westbrook playing pool and a friend of mine had chalk on their hands and and we were all messing around. They put it on the on our shirt and it looked great and i thought it was a fun t-shirt but then i thought how could i somehow give this meaning and at the time my grandmother was uh going through her second battle with uh breast cancer mm -hmm. and uh i thought that was the perfect opportunity because my friend had come up behind another friend of mine and it was it was a female on a male and she had grabbed his chest so it looked like mm -hmm. handprints on his chest and i mm -hmm. just thought you know these are mine uh representing also getting tested and and just mm -hmm. embracing and just a lot of meaning and it actually it was hard sort of because some places didn't want to be involved in it they thought it was too mm -hmm. edgy but that was mm -hmm. the point at the time. And that's why I was doing promos in clubs and things like that. I was getting a younger generation that at the time, breast mm -hmm. cancer awareness besides Save the Tatas were really aimed at an older demographic. So yeah, yeah, I, I started that and then it snowballed once again into more stuff. I got involved in... Um, AIDS awareness. I got involved in um, in domestic violence. I got involved in heart disease. Uh, I've been involved with the walk for years with this team called Team Gavin that was a personal friend and uh, the CMTA walk on Peaks Island. Then also mm -hmm. spinning off of that breast cancer in 2008, I started again involved with Try for a Cure and yeah, uh, Cancer awesome. for a Cure with Q97 mm -hmm. and 
-hmm. You know, if you go on my website, I have under services and people sometimes are saying you consider that service a service. Mm. I said, yeah, philanthropy to me is a service to actually care and and get involved. And I give discounts to nonprofits. And I I also sometimes try to get involved as as much as I can. Right now I'm Mm. working with Domo Strong, which is a eight year old boy in in the area that is uh, going through leukemia. Mm. So how can people find out about that particular fundraiser that you're doing right now? They can go to Domo Strong, D-O-M-O strong.org. Okay. Yeah. Or you can go to my website and there's a featured button and that has some of my fundraisers and um, some of my products that I feature. That's awesome. I love the fact that you said that philanthropy is a service. I just, I really, I really appreciate that about you. And I, I think it's so cool that you have that mindset. Thank you. That, you know, it, that to be of service to your community is, is, is huge. It really is huge. Yeah. yeah. And I, I take pride in being able to serve my community. Yeah. And you so should. Cool. And you should. Yeah. So we are, we are officially now January 2021 mm. it's it is a time of resolutions which uh, or the time as i like to put it uh goals because uh resolutions to me have have never quite worked out goals i do much better at for some reason yeah. maybe it's just renaming mm. them but yeah. it seems to work for me yeah. so my question for you is is do you have a big goal for this year or do you have uh you know a, a goal or two that you'd like to share so one goal maybe it's not a goal but it's something that i'm going to be providing this year to my customers. I'm taking a lot of pride in it is, and that's what Domo Strong is. There's one thing that I learned from 2020, and that was I could provide my services. I could reach my customers. I could reach my community, but I really couldn't reach them. I had limitations. Mm-hmm. I had to put together, I put together a Teespring and a few times that helped different communities throughout mm-hmm. all of this. And I just didn't get the response that I was hoping for. So mm-hmm. one of my softwares for my invoicing has the ability to build a store where I can have for a limited time. I can run a store and that's what Domo Strong oh. is. It's running till the end oh. of January. That's cool. That's great. And then what I can do is I can run off that bulk order and then deliver it to the customer who then disperses it. Oh, that's, that's a great. really good way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. So Absolutely. it it still keeps that local, you know, through Teespring or Printful or any of those others, that yeah. That's great. That's that's a great service or whatever, mm-hmm. but I'm not a huge fan of the quality sometimes. Mm-hmm. And uh, it it's really distant from feeling local because mm-hmm. it's yeah. being printed somewhere else completely. Yeah. So businesses can do that. Yeah. And then what I can do is I can collect payment and I receive all the orders. It takes a lot of stress off my customers too. Oh, that's yeah. great. It's a great service for people for sure. Yeah. yeah. Especially, especially for someone just like for, you know, Smaller. for something like this where you're not set up as a, as a business themselves or something like that, you can actually, you can make that really streamlined for them. That's mm-hmm. a, that's a really kind of a cool way to do like these I don't want to say micro, but you know, smaller, 
sort of cause things. That's yeah. that's a really cool yeah. service. So I have a question. So I, I always love to hear this because I'm just I get inspired by people and um, their stories. Who or what inspires you? Whoa, you guys got some tough questions. I know this is it's almost it's almost like being on 60 minutes really. Yeah. Oh, there we go. That's a good that's a good analogy the, right there. The ticking clock in the background. Yeah. <laughs> Are you going to edit that in, Todd? You're going I I might. I don't know. Um Actually, that was pretty good right there. I, oh, thank you. Yeah, I used to beatbox when I was in high school. <laughs> <laughs> really no no just kidding oh okay. no I was, I, was, I was i was really bad ask any of my friends you totally yeah. had me i was no like, no really? they okay, cool. they were good i tried it um who am i inspired by well i guess it's kind of stages in life growing up wanting to do something i love and you know seeing the hardships of my own parents and we didn't we weren't a family we were i'm originally from boston my Dad's uh, lives in Boston, but he's an artist inspired by him and my mother, who's also an artist mm -hmm. and inspired by my mother who worked hard and my father who worked hard and, you know, wanted to do something that I love. Mm. And there mm -hmm. was that piece. And then I, <laughs> you know, I, I can't I can't deny it. And I don't think any business owner can deny this next one, I might say, but then once you get to a certain point, you're inspired and you're pushed by success and and money, you know, to mm -hmm. to be able to do something you love mm -hmm. and get paid mm -hmm. for it. Yeah, mm. that's huge. And then you kind of scale back. You get to a certain point in your life where you have to say no to certain things and mm -hmm. and choose what what are you going to do? Because at one mm -hmm. point when Todd asked my services, I mean, I could have told you last year even, or maybe, you know, five years down the road, I help with printing banners and business cards and websites and credit card processing. And I mean, the list went on and then you yeah. just realize how much can you actually do without mm -hmm. getting that burn? Yep. And, yeah. um, and then when my daughter was born, mm -hmm. so the, yeah, I was driven by success and money at some point, but also as I kept going, I was also inspired by my community and other business mm -hmm. owners that just, they stand up for what they believe in, I guess you can say. Lori Vornis on the Q97.9, she works with Town Square Media, mm -hmm. a big corporation, but how involved she is and her community is unbelievable in what she yeah. does. You know, Meredith Burgess when of Burgess Advertisement, when I started my company, she told me just to focus <laughs> on one thing. And I sometimes wish I had taken that advice, but mm -hmm. I'm I'm where I am. But I was inspired by her. She took the time to sit down with me before I started my business and just talk to me. Mm -hmm. And she taught me, you know, even this you know, 27 year old kid that just has this idea. And she's, I think at the time she was the president of a big advertisement firm here in, in Southern Maine. She sat down and talked with me, yeah. you know, that, so, that taught me, you know, just, I, I don't know the exact words for it, but it giving people your time. Yeah. I think that's huge. 
actually get, giving yeah. people your time because you only have so much of it. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and that's why I, I have worked with so many different people. And, and then when you get to, you know, you, you keep going, then you realize that unfortunately, which ones are still there to support you and which ones still just want your help. And, and it, it's not a bad thing. It's just, you have to, you have to realize how much your time is worth. And, and then after having my daughter in 2017, that's when I really realized, wow, how important my time is. That will, that will change a that lot of perspectives. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and that is, um, that leads into my next inspiration is my family, yeah. you know, just mm. being able that's to great. know that I can provide for them and, and still be there for them and, awesome. and still be a father, but still be a business owner is, it's a blessing. It's amazing. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I know that we, uh, just to, to pull back the curtain here, we are taping this a little bit later in the day, uh, more than we, more so than we usually do. So uh, speaking of family, we want to get you back to your family. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and so we will we'll thank you very much thank for taking the so time out of day to talk with in. us. Yes. We really appreciate it. Uh, everyone will be able to contact you and to see all of your work and all of your social media and, and all of that in the show notes. And they'll be able to reach out and contact, uh, contact you about helping with their business. Very Victor, thank you so much. We, we had a lot of fun doing this. Uh, I think people are really going to take a lot out of this. And uh, and you ha I think you're going to be very inspiring to a lot of people. So thank you very much, thank Victor. Thank you we so appreciate much, Victor. It. We really appreciate no it. No problem. I, Have a great new year. We wish it. you all the best. All right. Thank you. You as well. Thank you again to our sponsor, Fabian Oil. Be sure to contact them for all your propane and heating oil needs using the information in the show notes. And thank you for listening. Thank you.